You're listening to the Yoga Inspiration Podcast with me, your host, Kino McGregor. I created this series to keep you inspired to get on the mat every day so that you can practice yoga and change your world, starting from the inside out, one breath at a time. Thanks so much for listening. Your support means everything to me. Welcome, everyone, to this mental practice. We will begin with the sound om to initiate the turning of the mind inward. And then uh, we'll begin with a few moments of mindfulness and progress on to the mental practice. If you want to sit in as comfortable a position as possible, that will make it just that much more agreeable for you. If you're injured, sick, or having a lot of pain, feel welcome to lie down or move into as much of a supported position as possible. But just remember, try not to fall asleep, all right? If you find that you're gonna get a little cold during the practice, you could wrap yourself in a shawl, but if you don't, need a shawl, then you don't have to have one. I think I'm good for today. Usually I do, but I think I'm, think I'm all right for today. Okay, so let's come to a comfortable seated position. Close your eyes and bring your hands together. comfortable position. Let's begin with a few moments of mindfulness, a few moments of mindful awareness. Using the traditional three anchors of mindfulness will help draw your attention into the inner world. No matter what's been happening throughout the day, what thoughts seem to be arising and passing in the field of the mind, just gently invite yourself to be present here by bringing your attention first to the breath. As yogis, it's quite typical to immediately try and control, manipulate, or force the breath. But for now, during this metta practice, just be aware of your breath and notice your breath moving in. Notice your breath moving out. Notice where you feel your breath, observe, and see if you can stay present with the breath for the entire length of the inhalation and the entire length of the exhalation. Notice all the qualities of your breath, whether it's warm or cool, deep or shallow. Just observe the breath as you feel it. Maintaining the same equanimous mind, not judging, not forcing. Bring your attention to the realm of the body. Notice your body how your body feels. 
what points seem to present themselves to your mind, to your awareness? When you tune into the body, perhaps you notice fingers, toes, hands, feet, the extremities. Perhaps you notice your face or any other part of the body. Just observe what presents when you bring your attention to the body as your primary observation point. And then encourage the mind to become aware of the entire body so that you gently bring your attention through the entire body, noticing the sensations on the surface of the skin, noticing the feeling in the inner body underneath the skin, and noticing the feeling in the space around the body, which you could call the body of energy. Always staying real in your point of focus. Just observing what you feel. You may still be aware of your breath. Your breath moving in, breath moving out, and simultaneously be aware of the body. Feeling the sensations on the body. Lastly, bring your attention to the quality of mind itself. Notice the quality and texture of your thoughts. Notice the quality and texture of your emotions. So as the thoughts arise, observe thinking, thoughts. As emotions arise, observe this emotion has arisen. Whether happy, sad, neutral, positive, negative, no charge, just observe what you feel. Similarly, with the sensations in the body, make that same observation. This sensation has arisen. My reactivity level is high. I associate this pain with a negative state. Or this sensation has arisen. It's totally neutral, zero reactivity, neither pleasurable nor painful. No thoughts really associated with it. Or this sensation has arisen, pleasurable sensations, very high level of attachment, clinging, craving. And in this way, you become identified not with the realm of thoughts, not with the realm of body sensations, not with the breath, but with the observing quality of consciousness, the container that holds all the myriad of sensations, thoughts, and experiences. As you locate your mind beyond the casual arising and passing of thoughts, uh, beyond the ephemeral arising and passing of sensations, there's a feeling of transcendence, an intimation towards what you could call the true self, something which is rooted beyond the field of mind and matter, 
as you identify body as body, mind as mind, breath as breath. You begin to see the truth, the truth of your experience, the truth underneath your thoughts. And it is only with a few moments spent detaching from attachments and aversions, with a few moments removing and lessening the pattern of craving and clinging, that we can be prepared to practice the active state of metta, loving-kindness. At any moment, Throughout your life, you can bring your attention back to these three anchors of mindful awareness. Even while you practice metta, it's useful to maintain awareness of mindfulness so that you stay ever present to the changes in body, the changes in mind, and the changes in your breath as they occur naturally not forcing, craving, clinging, or running away, but just observing what is, what changes, what types of thoughts produce, what types of body sensations, what types of thoughts produce, what types of breathing, and how that changes as we naturally cultivate the seeds of metta, loving-kindness. Metta is a vibration of compassion, embodied, real, and felt. To best situate the experience of metta, bring your attention to your heart. The heart center, both physical, at the organ of the heart, which you may tune into, and feel the beating of the heart. It's very quiet. You may be able to get the sense of a heartbeat. But if that's not present for you, you may simply be aware of the feeling in the body, the level of the heart, at the sternum, behind the sternum, in the space of the heart. Feel also not just the physical, material level of the body, but also the body of energy at the heart as the breath moves in and out. There are changes in your energy at the level of the heart. So feel the space inside the body at the level of the heart. And feel the space around the body at the level of the heart. You might notice that there's a sense of expansion, sense of contraction. You might notice there's a sense of depth inward and spaciousness outward. As your breath moves in and breath moves out, see if you can notice changes in the vibrational field at the level of the heart. Perhaps you also notice changes in the physical body at the level of the heart. Now we begin to plant the seeds of metta. First we begin with ourselves, although sometimes it's hard to truly love ourselves. It is the foundation 
of love, self-love, that allows us to reciprocate, send love and receive love. So we start with ourselves. Deep in the channel of the heart, begin by recognizing in yourself at least one quality that you feel is good about yourself. And just sit in your goodness for a moment. It could be your smile. It could be your sense of humor. It could be your energy. It could be anything, any one little thing that you may grasp towards and reach towards. Where you can recognize your goodness. One thing you can celebrate about yourself. Perhaps your intelligence, perhaps your voice. Anything about yourself where you can objectively say, this feature about me, this is good. It could be your actions, deeds, good deeds that you've done. Just rest there for a moment. I am good. I am good. There is goodness within me. I am grateful for this goodness. I am thankful for this goodness within me. I celebrate this goodness within me. Now as you recognize your goodness, you're tapping into a layer of heart which is closer to your true self. Now offer yourself forgiveness. It's easy to ruminate on all the mistakes of the past, It's easy to think about what you've done wrong. So take a moment and just forgive yourself. I forgive myself completely. I was only doing the best I could. May I learn from my mistakes and release feelings of guilt, feelings of shame, feelings of blame. May I recognize my goodness and forgive myself completely. May I forgive myself completely, no matter how much damage was done, intentionally or unintentionally. May I forgive myself completely. May I learn from my mistakes. May I break the chains of the cycle of guilt, of shame, and of blame. Again, rooted at the heart center, breath moving in. Breath moving out. May I be friends with myself, friends with my body, friends with my mind, friends with every factor that constitutes my embodied being here. May I be friends with myself. May I recognize my worthiness of love. May I love myself. May I honor myself. May I respect myself. Naturally as the foundation of all my actions rests in self-love. I find myself taking choices that I respect. I find myself acting in ways that support myself. May I love, honor, and respect myself completely.
May I move towards greater understanding. May I move towards complete acceptance of myself. And in that field of acceptance, may I grow, may I evolve, may I elevate my consciousness. May my body be healthy. Whatever sickness, injury might be in my body, may it move towards healing. If there's pain, chronic pain in the body, may it move towards relief and release. Any worries that seem to burden my heart, may those be lifted. May I instead Choose faith as I love, honor, and accept myself completely. Take a moment here in the space of self-love, noticing any resistance that you might have, any feelings of unworthiness, any feelings that seem to block your ability to experience self-love, the recognition of the worthiness of your own being. And then ask yourself, am I ready to let those go? Am I ready to let those blockages go? Wait for the answer. And if it's yes, lean into it. And if the answer is no, then ask yourself, what would I need to do? What would need to happen before I would be worthy to accept and ready to accept my worthiness of love? And can I invite that in right now? Perhaps the forgiveness needs to move deeper. Perhaps there's a promise you need to make yourself and make with yourself to strive to do better. Whatever that is, see if you can give that to yourself right now so that you can step into a true boundaryless state of self-love, self-compassion, Self-respect. Now as the heart center is more free and your cup begins to be filled up from the inside with the nourishing waters of real love, real compassion, now let yourself become an overflow for others. Deep in the channel of your heart, bring up into your field of awareness a being whom you love dearly. It could be a dear one, a child, a parent or grandparent. It could be someone who has crossed over. Or it could be a cherished pet or someone whom you just love completely. It could be a human being or a non-human being. It could even be a place that you just feel so much love for. Feel this presence in your heart right now. And allow the next stage of metta, loving kindness, to be sending love towards your dear one. Feel this being in your heart, 
and feel how even their presence just makes you smile, thinking of the presence of this special place within you makes your love grow. And see this being, this special being, naturally send them love. May you, my dear one, may we be friends, always friends. May we forgive one another for any actions, intentionally or unintentionally, that may have harmed one another. I forgive you completely, and I hope you forgive me completely too. I love you. I love you. I love you. May you always be safe and secure, free from hatred, negativity, and ill will. May you be successful in all that you do. May your body be filled with energy, your mind be filled with wisdom, your heart be filled with love. May you live in harmony with yourself and with all beings. The capacity of the heart to give love is the natural embodied expression of metta. Now connect in with all your fellow meditators, everyone who's joining now, who will join, and feel the vibration of the connection to the real beings who are meditating together with you now. As we are united by the bond of our practice, by the bond of metta itself, we are connected through an energy field which is infinite, instantaneous, and connected intimately as our consciousness bands together, we create a kind of mesh of connection through the fibers of love, a neural network that begins to act almost as a unit. Through the heart center, we can send and receive along this network of connection. Sending love outward through the heart space, Feel your connection to your fellow meditators. May each and every being sitting together now, may you all, may we all feel love. May we all feel love in our lives. Any situation that is tense, any situation that is at war, May there be peace, harmony, and love. Anyone whose body may be injured, sick, or in pain, may you receive healing. May the energy of grace enter you, re-knitting together the cells of the body, re-establishing balance in the organ systems, in the immune system in the blood system, in the brain, in the emotions. May all be successful and seek kindness, 
and experience the feeling of relief. May we all be safe and secure, protected. May all anxieties be lifted. May we step onto a path of highest alignment. And as we send out, may we also receive. So in the channel of the heart for a moment, receive, receive, receive. Notice the body, the breath, the vibration, the space around the body, what emotions seem to be present as you tune into the ability to receive love. And now as the heart center is vibrant and alive, as inhale and exhale become balanced, expand even more outward, expand even more outward. Through the channel of the heart, feel your connection to the entire universe, what you could call source energy, or what you may call God. Whatever name is secondary to the lived experience of the infinite expansion outward, move into a space where you feel through the heart center that you are one with all things and all beings, where you experience your communion with the sacred holiness that is the love of the universe or what you could say is the presence of God. And now feel the same exchange between you and the universe, between you and God. Through the channel of the heart, the love that you feel towards God and the love that you receive, the divine, total acceptance, complete compassion, all forgiveness raining down on you. And if you notice there is some resistance to this interchange, to this exchange, and again, ask yourself if you're willing to release that resistance now or what you would need in order to release that resistance. Perhaps it's forgiveness. Maybe you need to ask for forgiveness. God, may you forgive me. May I be forgiven for all of those moments when I've stepped out of alignment with the highest path, with the goodness of the universe. Or perhaps you need to forgive the universe, forgive God for dealing you what sometimes may feel like an unfair hand. Universe, powers that be, higher power, may I forgive you for moments that I've struggled for moments that I've been in pain, for moments that I felt treated unfairly, brushed aside, uncared for. May I forgive you for all the suffering and pain that exists in my life and in the whole world. And then tap back into that divine exchange. Perhaps you can ask to be granted 
a change in perception. May I see with a vision that is grander than my ego. May I drop my ego, my sense of control. May I be willing to see it from an infinite, eternal perspective. May I receive the love and support of the universe. May I love and support the universe. May I step into the flow where all things are in alignment, including myself. In this space, I know that I am of greatest benefit to myself and to all beings. May I send love, rest in love. May I act only in love. Now we expand even more outward to the most difficult aspect of metta, offering loving kindness to those beings who may find annoying. Perhaps there's someone in your life right now that you find just to be a problem. Hold this being in your heart right now and recognize that they are miserable and that their misery generates more misery in the world. Think of yourself before you started your spiritual path, what misery you spread in the world. So the first thing that you can wish for someone who has causing suffering in your life or in the lives of others, may you, suffering being, find your way onto the true spiritual path. May you come out of your misery, May you wake up from your delusion. May you see clearly all the pain that you've caused in your life and in the lives of those around you. May you find the way to live in harmony with yourself and with all beings. Now you can truly say in connection to all beings, every human being through the heart center, connected through the fibers of the universe, what you could call the quantum field, through the empty space, which connects every packet of energy, every particle in the vibrating oneness of the universe every plant, every animal, every inanimate object, the water that makes up the rivers and seas and oceans, all the beings who live in the water, the air, the particles in the air, and all the beings that fly. All the animals, cherished pets, wild animals, industrial animals, every human being, the old, the young, the near, the far, all different sizes and shapes, connected through the vast emptiness of energy, beyond body, beyond mind. It is in this space where you can truly say, 
May all beings be happy. May all beings be peaceful. May all beings be friends, be kind to one another. May all beings be safe and secure. May all beings live in harmony, harmony, harmony. May all beings be filled with love. Bring your mind now back to those three points of mindfulness and anchor your awareness in the heart. Feel your breath at the level of the heart, the body at the level of the heart, the vibration that you feel. Notice the emotions that are present and feel the presence of love returning to you tenfold. Feel that presence double and double and double again as you welcome the love of the universe into you. Gently bring your hands together. As you exhale, softly move your hands down and begin to open the eyes. Very good. You are very welcome to softly change your posture if you'd like to change your posture now as well. Take a moment and allow your breath, your body to simply soften and notice what you feel. Notice the change in the quality of your breath. Notice the change in the feeling in your body. And allow yourself to just tune quietly in. Steeping in the quiet space of kind of post-meditation post-yoga practice, post-spiritual practice, is something that can help you really kind of normalize those subtle sensations which you tune into. Now, meta practice is the active retraining of the habit pattern of the mind so that you can actually begin to, what you could call what you could think about as reprogramming the mind. Mind has its natural tendency towards thinking one type of thought or another. And if you don't actively seek to change the quality of your thoughts at the end of your spiritual practice or have some practice like metta, where you move not only into the conscious vibration of the mind, but the deeper levels of mind, then everything that we're doing in the spiritual practice 
may end up feeling, you know, like it's not going as deeply. So if any of you have tried to work with affirmations or, you know, positive intentions, one of the most frustrating things is to kind of speak out an affirmation and wait for it to arrive. And you can be waiting a really, really long time and you just feel like, well, wait a minute, I'm doing my affirmations and it feels like they're working, but you notice that the same cycles of hatred or bitterness or ill will, you know, are still there. Well, you can think about this as understanding that there are two levels of mind. There's the conscious level of mind, which are the thoughts that you're aware of that you're thinking. And on the level of conscious thinking, we only have access to a very small portion of our being. Uh, even if we just look at contemporary neuroscience, the conscious percentage of brain power that's used to create conscious thinking is very, very low. You know, less than 10% of our brain capacity is used to generate the thoughts that we're conscious of. And the vast majority of thinking happens in the realm of the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is the realm of what you could think about as divergent focus, as focus that comes when we're feeling in more of a diffuse way. And this diffusion happens when you bring your attention into the body, when you're aware not only of kind of the thoughts that you're thinking on the superficial level of the conscious mind, but when you're really embodied when your consciousness is kind of dropped into the body and you can feel and breathe, then we have a sort of link between the conscious and the subconscious mind. And when you're able to dive down into the depth level of the mind, the subconscious mind, the unconscious mind, however we're you know, referring to that, then we're moving into the realm of the most powerful driver of repetitive thoughts. The vast majority of thoughts that we think happen in the subconscious mind and they're repetitive and they run on automatic. In yoga terminology, we call these the samskaras and they have an inertia and a, and a powerful pull forward. So it's only when we can really begin to work and with the subconscious mind and really drop attention as deeply down as possible into kind of the layers and networks that exist underneath the superficial and short kind of, you know, small level, small percentage of the thoughts that we're actually thinking. Only when you can install a new program in the subconscious mind, when your samskaras have been replaced with what we could call positive samskaras, when the negative samskaras, the negative thought patterns of hatred, complaining, bitterness, jealousy, when these have been replaced by other thoughts, the thoughts of metta, when your first thought is forgiveness, then you know you have really done your work to change the habit pattern of the mind. The habit patterns are often instilled subconsciously or unconsciously. We take on unconscious patterning from everything around us, whether it's the people that we hang out with the family that we were born into, the culture that we were born into, the types of programming that we watch on, you know, nowadays online, you know, on our whatever device it is that we're watching programming. There are, you know, whatever stories that are passed on to us from our culture, our history books, whatever schooling that we've received. And this is 
sort of the way that the programming of the mind, particularly the subconscious mind, is working. And these are thoughts that you're thinking without you even being aware that you're thinking them because that programming happens very much at a pre-conscious or even pre-verbal age. The thoughts that we're thinking that haven't been formulated into words and into statements, these are some of our most deeply entrenched habit patterns that come up just as a visceral feeling of judgment. That visceral feeling of judgment is manifested in body sensations. So often we think that we're reacting towards another person or a life experience, but actually we are often driven by the feelings that are present in the subconscious mind. This is an unconscious thought that is manifesting as a sensation, a body sensation in the physical body. And we think what we're reacting to is the external stimulus, but we're actually reacting to is how our body feels Problem is that the reaction is so quick, so indoctrinated, so habituated that there's no space between the stimulus and the response. Let me see if I can uh, give you an example about this. Um, right now, we are, you know, culturally, globally, I think, on the precipice of doing some really important work to unpack a lot of our unconscious biases and. These are biases that even the people who profess to be the most loving and kind often still harbor on a very subconscious basis. And this is what we call systemic bias. Hmm. This exists in every culture. It does exist in, in every human being who is not a fully awakened human being. So this means you and I, we have our unconscious biases as well. So a question that's being posed for many people to investigate, to address our unconscious biases, is to evaluate what kinds of reactions you have when you walk down the street and you pass by someone who doesn't look like you, whether that's a person of color, whether that's a person of another gender, um, whether that's a person of another age group. When you walk by a person who is someone that you don't identify with, someone that is from a different group, whether that you know group is someone you like or don't like consciously, you may take various actions. So let's take an example of probably what many women have done at some moment in their lives. If you're a woman walking alone down a street and there are suddenly a group of 10 guys that are walking towards you, there's probably a feeling in your body that you may or may not be aware of, but there's a thought in your mind that says, maybe I should go across the street, particularly if it's late at night, or maybe I should get my cell phone out. So there's an action taken that is often subconscious. No, you know, that is, sorry, that is often rooted in the subconscious. So that action of protection is rooted in the sensation in the field of the body that it recognizes discomfort. There's a vibration in the body that may recognize danger, discomfort, and then the mind thinks maybe this is an unsafe situation and then action is taken. And this is exactly the cycle of behavioral patterning 
that yoga calls the samskara chakra, the samskara cycle. You know, we have a sensation, a vibration that happens to us uh, in our body. Something arises. The why that arises is because of unconscious patterning, programming that was rooted in the past. Then a thought. What we think we're reacting to is external, but what we're actually reacting to is the feeling in our body. And then we take action. And then that action pushes the cycle around one more time. And then the more we take that action, the more firm we get in our belief, the more entrenched that belief becomes. So it's no longer an unconscious bias, but it begins to be a conscious bias. By the time it moves into our conscious mind, it's um, so, so deeply rooted. So if you find yourself saying, you know, be very, very careful when you walk at night and cross the street immediately because, you know, bands of boys are dangerous walking around, then that's a thought that may or may not be true. I'm not uh, evaluating whether or not this is true. We all want to be very safe when we're walking around and definitely don't expose yourself to, you know, harmful situations where you may experience, you know, um, true physical or emotional trauma. However, it's important to break down what it is we're actually reacting to. It's the feeling in our bodies that moment to moment we react to. We think it's an external stimulus and we often blame others for the discomfort that we feel in our bodies. But the meditator is asked, the yoga practitioner, the spiritual practitioner is asked to do more. When discomfort arises, it's not as simple as now I just react, 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 react. Otherwise, all that happens is by moving through life in, through a field of knee-jerk reactivity, then the entrenched patterns of the mind, which lead to suffering every single time, simply replicate. And it's that replication of suffering, which we come to the spiritual path to you know, dismantle, to move away from. We have a great opportunity to repattern how the mind reacts. But in order to do that, you have to get deeply down into the subconscious mind. We need to move into that depth level of embodied feeling, the depth level of what we move into kind of body to body. You know, one of the things that is very important is the vibration that you're holding and sending out on a subconscious level. If the body is actually sending out the vibration of fear, anger, hatred, negativity, judgment, jealousy, but the mind is professing to be at peace with all things, then it's the vibration of what you hold within yourself that'll actually determine what each interaction will be. And this is why the meta practice is so important to root down deep into the subconscious mind. It's why we start with mindfulness. It's why I'm asking you to hold your attention at your heart space while we begin to plant these seeds of metta. Because it's only by getting into the subconscious mind and observing what, you know, observing what blockages you may have to planting the seeds of metta, whether fear, anger, ill will towards yourself, towards others, whenever that's there. And we can, through the practice of metta, begin to work with it directly on a vibrational level at the heart. We have a chance to actually create new neural pathways in the brain and have a different biochemistry in the body and a different vibration in kind of the energy being that we are. So when it's, it's sort of said that we're responsible for managing our emotional well-being, spending time in metta every day is a way for you to manage your own emotional well-being, even if it's just a few moments seated 
in the heart space of metta. This can make a really big difference for though for, for challenging those unconscious biases that are often planted deep in the subconscious mind. And then the second thing that's so important about the embodied state of metta is that when we send energy out into the world, it makes a difference. And by embodying that, not only in the thinking mind, what you say, the mouth can say anything, but it's what you feel. It's the actual felt sense of emotions that has the power to send like a wave out into the world. So when you're vibrating, literally vibrating at the frequency of love, compassion, kindness towards yourself, towards others, then you're having a ripple effect outwards. This has been studied in you know, numerous studies. There's one called the Maharishi effect, which says that the square root of, I think it's 0.1% of the population holding the vibration of love, kindness, and peace can actually make a positive difference in the world around. The key with that study, though, is it has to be held continuously. Now, I believe it's possible after many years of practice to actually live in a state of metta. I'm not there yet, but I'm definitely closer than I was when I started practicing. This is why we say the spiritual practice, a lifelong practice. We're not really here just to sit and just sit forever. We're not really here to, you know, bend or twist the body if we're practicing yoga only. We're here to change the habit pattern of the mind so that the subconscious mind is running on the programming of love, of kindness, of forgiveness. And when that is the root of our being, then our whole life changes. And that's really what the spiritual path is about. Hey there, it's Kino here. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to my podcast. Your support and your time and your attention really mean a lot to me. If you're enjoying this podcast series, you can find the full-length videos on my online channel, OMSTARS, and that's at www.omstars.com. You can redeem a 14-day free trial and get access to our full library of over 3,000 classes and also practice yoga with me online. I'd also love to see you in class sometime. So you can find my full live in-person teaching schedule on my website, which is kinoyoga.com. And if you haven't checked out my books, I'd absolutely be honored if you'd check those out. You can find those available at any online bookseller. The Yoga Inspiration Podcast is designed to keep you inspired to get on the mat. And I hope you're leaving each episode with a little glimmer and spark of the spirit which is the true heart of the yoga method. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be filled with love. Namaste.